Hello, this is Stormtrooper 1. In case you were just way too busy to listen to our last show, this is what you missed. Seriously, live recording of someone when they found out the news that Kathleen Kennedy would in fact be coming back as the king of Lucasfilm. All right, calm down. Calm down. Wait, everything I mean, will be okay. I think uh, Kathleen Kennedy used all those tears to make her, her garden grow. <laughs> Oh, look how vibrant my garden is, honey. Come here. Oh, I used uh, fan baby tears. Oh, that's a fantastic miracle grow. In fact, I'm going to take an actual fan and I'm going to imprison them unlawfully. I'm going to put them next to my garden and it'll be almost like a drip system. You know how drip systems work? How they just randomly water people's yards? Well, I'm just going to randomly have a fan cry. Over my garden. Garrett, <laughs> every time I need him to start crying, I'll share an idea. I'm like, hey, Mr. Star Wars fan, uh, the next TV show we have planned is going to be starring an Asian woman. <laughs> all, right, all right, thank you. That's enough. That's all I need. All right, uh, for the next Star Wars movie, it's going to be featuring two Mexican men. <laughs> Warning from the back to tank contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue. We would be honored if you would join us. How are you feeling? Your latest workups on your condition indicate that all damage has been reversed. Recovery is total. I believe you have been quite fortunate. No further thanks are necessary, Commander, but you are most welcome. It is my function and pleasure as a matter of royal to help and heal human beings. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Star Wars from the Back to Tank. Hello, David. Hello. All right. So we've got some news to get through today. And we're going to be starting with some rather solemn and sad news. Nothing worthy of. Nothing that Kathleen Kennedy would want to capture. I mean, no, we're not going to be crying. There'll be no fan baby tears for her to capture. Oh, there, there's nothing for her garden? No, nothing for her garden. Her garden will have to do without our tears momentarily. Or for the time being, I should say. But let's start with the biggest news of the week. And that would be what was actually just announced a couple hours ago. Yeah, about five, seven hours ago. And the, this article pertaining to the Boba Fett standalone movie has been tweeted out to me, text messaged to me by various people. Everyone knew that I would want to know this, and they're damn right. Unfortunately, it wasn't the news that I wanted to hear. And we're going to talk, Dave, the pros and cons of this. Now, apparently, the Boba Fett standalone Star Wars film is now... 100% dead. Dead. Now, let me remind you, Dave, as well as the audience, that this is a film that was never officially announced. It yes. was only rumored. No one really even implied on the sets. 
There was no interviews where anybody gave like a little nod, wink, wink. It was some leaks that made themselves through the interweb that made itself through the interwebs and managed to go viral. And of course, as Star Wars fans, we are always so passionate about any news we may get. And of course, many of us jumped at that and we kind of built that news on our own. Well, especially since after the the release of Solo, everyone was actually saying, what was the next what would be the next standalone character that they're going to touch on? And everyone under the sun was like pointing at Boba Fett. And Obi-Wan. And Obi-Wan, Those yes. were the two. In fact, there were reports that George Lucas at one point was actually on set trying to lock down locations. Yes. And I'm wondering if that story is more hokey. No, I'm wondering if it was true, but it was actually connected to the Mandalorian. There you go. Yeah. Possibly people were seeing the Mandalorian helmets and those people out there that may not be Star Wars nut jobs like us just see a, a character or designs of characters that look a lot like jump to it. Yes. And they say, oh, that looks like that character Bobo Fett. Let's release this. So there was never any official announcement from anybody. However, to our dismay, Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy reportedly confirmed Thursday that development of an oft-rumored Boba Fett standalone film has come to an end. Yes. Now, her remarks lead us to finally realize that they did, in fact, have this film in the works, even though it was never officially announced. And I don't know how I feel about that, Dave. I'm very, I'm very conflicted. A part of me says, you know what, maybe we should take a break from the standalone films because of the lackluster box office performance of Solo. But it wasn't the fault of Solo, though. No, it Everyone wasn't. Everyone agrees that Solo was a really good film. I know. I, I agree with you, too, Dave. I, I will not blame Solo because Solo, the movie, is some of the best Star Wars we've gotten in years. But that doesn't change the fact that the box office performance was not what they wanted it to be or even what they needed it to be for this for the size of this type of film. So because of that, I, I, this all adds to the demise of various projects that were rumored. And I'm sure only it's only a matter of a few days that we're going to hear that Kathleen Kennedy also has squashed the Obi-Wan movie. I'm hoping that they don't. But a lot of people, surprisingly, were very happy with this news. They were actually they were actually positive. Star Wars fans were actually positive about this news because a lot of people are saying, well, maybe this is the time when we need to just move forward. Yeah. And I think honestly, Dave, I, I don't think people would be as positive about the Bobo Fett film being squashed if we weren't getting the Mandalorian. Yes, I agree with you at that. I think that is the major. That's the silver lining. Silver right? lining is yeah. the fact that we are getting the series, the Mandalorian. Instead of Boba Fett, in my opinion, which is, I think is a better, is a better get than the Boba Fett film. Yes, I was, there was so much speculation after Solo. Oh, what are they going to do? It was going to be a, uh, it was going to be, remember they were talking, it's going to be like a trilogy. Right. Where we would get the spaghetti Western, Western type Star Wars trilogy with Han Solo, Boba Fett, and then a third character, a third movie focusing on another character. Right. And that sounded all great. That's the only thing I'm really disappointed in that we won't we, we won't get that ki kind of storytelling. Yeah, and I and that's where I come my feelings come into play. I, I'm just not sure how I feel yet. Maybe I need more time to process this. I mean, this is a very a very serious topic here, Dave. I need to reflect on it. But honestly, I just don't 
I don't know how to feel about it. Yeah, part of me says, okay, you know what? It's all right. Uh, I prefer a TV show. Now that's 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 fact. I yes. do prefer to have a TV show. It's it's something that we've never ever gotten. It's something that I never thought we would ever see. Um, be, especially because HBO and various networks shut down Lucas's pitch. What? 13, 14 years ago when he was pitching a a TV series, it got turned down from HBO. Yeah. So I just never figured, I figured we'd never see that. And once Disney announced their Disney streaming service, then suddenly my hopes, my hopes started blossoming again. I started getting a little bit more excited in hopes that we would in fact get a Star Wars TV show and honestly, I feel like there's more we can do with a TV show opposed to a, a a movie that we get once every other year or once a year. It's two hours and then we're done. It's funny you bring that up because like I used to be the thing I, my, I used to be in the camp that basically, no, I want movies. I want Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. I know. But the last couple of times, dude, uh, just dealing with original series and TV series. I think there's something to be said that you could tell a more well-crafted story in a TV series type of format than in movies because you have so many, you have so much time that you can actually tell so many different types of stories. Yeah. The the real, the the best, some of the best stories right now are coming from television, from television, period. Unfortunately, movies, we're not in the golden age of the cinema any, any longer. No, not anymore. We're in an odd hybrid golden age of sorts within the TV market. Uh, We have so many avenues to tell stories and more and more high profile actors are willing to be not just actors, high profile individuals, directors, writers, producers are willing to get their hands dirty and get involved and get into the trenches of television in a way that we've never seen before. It's no longer taboo. It's no longer a sign of a of a dwindling career for an actor to get involved in TV. It's where a lot of actors go to to. To hone, yes, to rejuvenate, to re, to hone and refocus their craft in between films, and I feel like this is the best time to do a TV show. Yeah, I I agree with you. I mean, like we've we've discussed about the status of the film of films nowadays, and if you look, a lot of like the times, like the Marvel movies, some of the Marvel movies, their storytelling has been very bad. And very lax. Star Wars was the last couple of movies besides Solo. We've been harping on is the weakness of the s- storytelling. Right. And that's coming from the film side. If you look at like, if you look at series like Rebels and Clone Wars, they're able to tell such what about storytelling. What about Resistance? We're David? not there yet. I, you, we're you, not there you, yet. Skip, <laughs> you, you skipped that one. I skipped that one what, because we're still there. What about the screaming and the falling? <laughs> the screaming and the falling. I, I I wanted to actually say, you know what? You know, what? let's let's put this on hold till it's done. I I'm I'm. Let me put a pin in that. Let me put a pin in that. Actually, you know what? Let me put a lightsaber in it. <laughs> Let me put a lightsaber right through it. But, no, go ahead, Dave. Go ahead. You know, like. Honestly, I don't know if it's just the change in filmmakers nowadays, but filmmakers gravitate more to being given more time yeah. to tell a story. Well, who wouldn't, Dave? If you were told, hey, we're going to give you a thriving career to produce a movie of your choice or a high production value style TV show, chances are you're going to go for the TV show. 
Yeah. Because you can really spread your wings. You can really flesh out stories. It's just a better medium right now. I think most people can agree. It's it's just so much more exciting and immersive nowadays, especially with the technology we have now. If this was 15 years ago, I'd say, no, please run away from TV. Oh, absolutely, yes. But now there's so much technology at, at the fingertips of the TV producers and the budgets you know, are a fraction of what they used to be to use to utilize some of these things. And that's the thing is like, I think studios now are not afraid to go to the TV route. Yeah. Because studios are more willing to say, okay, we'll go to a TV route. We'll go to streaming service. Look what they do, Look what Netflix has done with like the ability to actually look at movies and say, oh, okay, you know that movie that was supposed to be released in theaters? Now nah, we'll just release it in Netflix. Yeah. And it'll do fine. <laughs> yeah. Do, and uh, I think it's it, it's part of the new medium. That's why going back to like the the Boba Fett film being canceled is it a, is it, it the only sad thing that I could think about is like we won't get a story about this character. Is that a bad thing? Well, not, not necessarily. Yeah, it's it's not necessarily a bad thing. And Star Wars isn't going anywhere. Sometime at some point down the road, we may get a story. Uh, pertaining or dealing with Boba Fett. We shall see. But the the real question, Dave, and this is something we go back and forth on pretty much every every show, Uh, and it's something Kathleen Kennedy said, that she said that the Boba Fett film is 100% dead and that their focus is now 100% on The Mandalorian. And the reason why a lot of fans were excited about this as I had began to get into the top of the show is because there's this... A consensus that a lot of people are are sharing this general consensus that it's time to move on and that, hey, you know what? We 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 wallowed in nostalgia and it was good. Now we're. What going on six, seven years of the Disney era, it's time to move on. And according to this article, uh, they piece together some thoughts that I can agree with, but also there's some questions they pose, and I want to kind of get your thoughts as well. Now, it's taken from The Verge, verge.com. It says, Lucasfilm canceling its Boba Fett film could be good news for Star Wars's future. To stay relevant, the franchise needs to move forward, not keep filling in old backstories. And I had kind of, in fact, I said something almost identical uh, to this, I believe, during our last regular show i said that hey it's been fun it's been great and you know star wars is always about filling in the the gaps it we haven't gotten a true story that's moved forward except for solo even though some people can say well solos also re- were we are retreading old material we already know solo it's a prequel but i would rebuttal that and say solo is one of the first movies that i feel in the disney era that has moved the mythos of star wars farther than any other installment any new installment of this decade and just just because solo is the title character and he's the the character we know they told a unique original story and they expanded on the mythos of star wars unfortunately with rogue one even though rogue one was a was a fun movie and i enjoyed the shit out of it it relied a lot on what we already know. Yes. 90% of that film we could have written ourselves. Oh, Meaning, yeah. hey, you know what? This is what I think happened. Rebels came in. They uh, they stole the Death Star plans. And then they all died at the end because <laughs> they never made it into the movie. 
So I think most of us knew what was happening. Yes. They played it safe. They played it safe and they relied a lot on nostalgia. And even movies like Force Awakens and Last Jedi, Force Awakens was a great way to jumpstart and and bring new life to the to the franchise and we've we've gone on about that and how jj did a fantastic job but then we look at last jedi and it didn't really move anything forward it felt no. very static there was some development on our two key characters but other than that the world didn't advance that the the bigger story did not advance yeah so looking at this article from the verge i feel like they they're on to something and and it's very it's, it's very on on par with with uh, with my line of thinking that, yes, we're leaving behind a Boba Fett movie. But now that we can focus our attention on the Mandalorian, what are the possibilities? Because the possibilities, David, are truly endless with this TV series. The fact yes. that it's taking place after the fall of the Empire and between the rise of the Resistance and the First Order, there's so much history there. And if we wanted to tell Boba Fett's story, we could. I mean, it needs to be smart and it needs to be uh, done after our key characters have been established because we need to be fully and emotionally invested in the new characters before we introduce those those fan service characters, in my opinion. Yes. But season two, season three, there's always time to find some way to tell his story and kind of innovate it within the story of The Mandalorian. And it could deal with a lot of things that encompass the Mandalorians in general. And they can easily bring in other characters as supporting. Exactly. Because the, one of the big things that I, I, I started noticing, especially since uh, Rebels touched on it. Rebels and Clone Wars touched on the fact that the Mandalorians had their own civil war going on. And they had a war going on and that's why they couldn't, they couldn't help anybody. They established that one, Rebels? They established that in Rebels and in Clone Wars. And at the end of Rebels, you knew that basically something happened to the Mandalorians and they were out. There were a lot of Mandalorians out and about, but that was it. They didn't say anything else. They didn't say like, oh, what is their jobs? What what is everything? And I think that is what's going to be really interesting with the Mandalorian because we're going to finally get to see. We got to see when the Mandalorian Civil War started. In Clone Wars, we got to see where it ends in Rebels, and now we're going to see the aftermath. What is what the what? What is this Mandalorian character? How does he fit in? How is he going to actually, as you said, you know, like extend that story that that storyline that's being told about the set about Mandalorian uh, people and finding out what's their place in this universe? Yeah. So taking all of that into account, Dave, the last 20 minutes of our discussion, I think we're in a good spot. And maybe we needed that hiccup with Solo. It's sad that Solo didn't get the recognition that it fucking deserved. Oh, yeah. But that being said, maybe now the producers, again, I don't think they needed to. But maybe because they have to exercise a little bit more restraint Maybe we're going to get more nuanced, more focused stories now. Something, maybe this will cause everyone to work that much harder. So I think there's a silver lining. There's light at the end of the tunnel. Yes, we're losing our standalones if we want to believe those rumors. We're losing them. Boba Fett has been canceled. We know that now by from what Kathleen Kennedy said during her radio interview. But 
that being said, this may just make this just may create a creative bubble where are a creative um this may cause the creative floodgates to completely open up yes. because now people are going to have to really be focused on developing the very best stories because they no longer or they realize that they can no longer simply real rely on the star Wars brand in itself, that they have to develop and truly care about every single aspect of the story development. Yeah, absolutely. Because like, I think that's one of the things that I say, one of the things that, that was great that solo brought in was the fact that we got a star Wars to- story that's totally original done in an original style we've yes. never seen a star wars story told like what we saw right so as a western right so imagine dave if kathleen kennedy and lucasfilm have finally des- decided and their their resolve is to say hey no more we're not gonna go in the past anymore we're gonna move forward all new characters all new concepts all new theories imagine what they can do also dave it may really work with Against, I should say, should really work against the expectations of so many Star Wars fans. Yes. Because they are going back to, they're returning to the well and using properties and and characters and situations that we've heard about for decades. It creates instant expectation. Yeah. So why are they, why are they shooting themselves? Why are they pointing a loaded gun at their foot when they could accidentally shoot themselves in the foot? Why not? Develop something completely unique, make sure it feels like Star Wars. And that way, a lot of us don't have those expectations because there are expectations that come with Rogue One and the and the plans that will lead to the destruction of the Death Star. There's expectations for Darth Vader. There's expectations for Han Solo. There's expectations when it comes to Luke Skywalker and Princess Leia. And if we can get our our franchise in a position to where there are no longer those types of expectations. Now we just have expectations pertaining to quality. It gives them a bigger sandbox to play in without worrying about our, our expectations. Yeah. And the thing is when it comes to expectations, I think this actually helps the expectations for episode nine in the end. Yeah. Because if you think about it now, with everything going on, okay, we're going to take away the uh, side stories. We're going to do original concepts like The Mandalorian, and we have other storytelling going on with Star Wars Resistance. And it's all stuff that they're treading that we have never seen before. That tells me that basically JJ's going to look at episode nine and say, I cannot go back to the well. Yes, I got to actually pay homage to what's been placed before me. But I'm going to take a, I have to tell a story that's completely original. Mm-hmm. There's no tropes that I can fall on. And I know JJ's not going to fall on any tropes because he's a really great writer and he knows what, right. what his audience wants now. Right. And but, the audience nowadays is looking for something that's heavy with storytelling. Now let's contrast episode nine with The Mandalorian. Yes, there may not be certain expectations for episode nine, but there's still expectations. It's the the final chapter of the so-called Skywalker, you know, story. But contrast that with the Mandalorian. We have no idea what to expect. Exactly. So if we don't know what to expect and all we know is the title, 
there aren't really expectations unless you're just making shit up completely in your mind. Exactly. And that's what I like. I like that I have no effing clue. Clue. What the Mandalorian's about. And I don't think I've, I don't think we've ever, Dave, correct me if I'm wrong. Have we been in this position ever in the last 20 years? I think the only time that I could tell that was with the Star Wars property was when they announced Force Awakens. When they when they announced the re, the very first movie because we had no clue okay, where they were just, going just the announcement okay just the yeah, announcement I, I can agree I can agree because with that. when they made the announcement literally we were like going where the frick where the frick are they going with it right we have no clue we have no clue but we did have expectations though because we knew it was a Skywalker story we knew that Han Solo and Luke and Leia were and Leia were coming somehow. back right so we immediately did have those expectations but we didn't understand what they were going to do like how much time has gone by what story they're going to tell exactly but with the mandalorian dave there's nothing there's nothing we don't have any idea okay it's about a mandalorian good most people dave most people the, the mainstream have no effing clue what a mandalorian is that's why i'm interested to see how is this series going to be received because Will the mass audience actually get behind something that they're told is Star Wars, but it's not? Yeah, it, <laughs> you know? it, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. For sure. Now, there are there is some cool news also pertaining to The Mandalorian. And also some we're going to balance it out with some depressing news. And and we're all going to frown upon society and, and be ashamed of who we are. Now, oh, first we have, off, we got the shame bell. <laughs> we're going to need it for this. Now, the Mandalorian set was visited by the one and only George Lucas, Dave. Oh, my God. He came out of hiding. He came out of hiding. <laughs> the man himself came to visit John Favreau on the set of The Mandalorian during his birthday. And he took tons of pictures on set. He took pictures with Dave Filoni. And I, for one, Dave, you know how people have the, this weird, odd worship of Carrie Fisher? Yeah. Right? Like, oh, Carrie Fisher's our queen. She's our princess. Like, oh, God. She's like, I've never understood the obsession with actors. However, me, I always I'm more inclined to obsess over the creators. Yes. The writers, the directors. So when I saw this news, I'm not going to lie. I got a little bit of a tear in my eye when I saw him like arm over the shoulders of Favreau. And I'm just like, Favreau. And I just. Because I grew up watching Favreau films way back in 1996 on the uh, that film, The Swingers, is what started his career. Him and uh, Vince Vaughn, great movie. Yeah. And I followed his career ever since. But to see him, this young director, come up through the ranks, and then suddenly he's now on the effing set of a Star Wars TV show, and he's right next to a guy he idolized. And to see that, I'm like, that is such a great effing story. That's such a great moment. Oh, yeah. That's the stuff that books are written about. The, the rise of a director. And to see that, I felt so good for Favreau and even Filoni, who was also in these photos. Oh, yeah, because Filoni, everyone knows Filoni and Lucas have remained close because Lucas had a lot of, uh, Lucas had a lot of, like, uh, ideas for Clone Wars. Well, Filoni is his protege. And Filoni is his protege. Yeah. Filoni constantly went to him saying, hey, I got this idea. What do you think? And that's why I always said is once Dave Filoni was tied to this, okay, it's got, it's got the Star Wars seal of approval. But as soon as George Lucas showed up, 
I'm like going, that's huge. Yeah. Because if you think about it, Lucas never said anything about the new movies. He never said anything. No, anything he did say, people took it out of context about him hating it. He's keeping his mouth shut now because of what he said after Force Awakens. And he had been the Lucas kind of a pretentious way of saying it. But that's George Lucas. That's George Lucas. And you know what? And I don't fault him when you're a guy that's who single handedly created one of the best franchises of all time that has no sign of ever dying ever. That no doubt Star Wars will be a part of pop culture a hundred years from now if society still exists and we haven't blown ourselves up yet. But there's going to be a little arrogance to how he says things and I don't think he meant anything bad by it. But he had that comment where he said um, that he appreciated Force Awakens, but there was nothing really new about it. I, and I and I, I think he was just a a bit angry not angry i think he was a little put off that kathleen kennedy went the other direction that she didn't even use his treatment that he had left for them for his story and i think because of that because he was a little miffed by it he decided to say well you know what there's nothing new yeah there's nothing new about it it was cool and everything but there's nothing good about it and then also or nothing uh new like i always have new characters and new ships uh there's and he was uh, alluding to the fact there was nothing creative outside of the story. And James Cameron came out and backed him up and said, George Lucas is right, that JJ is one of my closest friends. So I feel weird saying this, but I understand what George Lucas was saying. Yeah. Uh, there's no reinventing. There's no reinventing the wheel, which is something George Lucas always did. And you always go, you know, we always say in the film business, don't reinvent the wheel. If well, it works, it works. But when it comes to, I'm sorry, in other business industries, you always say don't reinvent the wheel. But in the film business, if you understand the rules, you can break the rules. If you understand the way a tire works, you can recreate it and make it that much better. And I feel like that's what Lucas was saying more than anything. Was he a bit miffed? Yes. But I don't think he was. It was coming from a mean spirited way. But because everything he says goes viral. And people quote it and they want to turn all of his comments into clickbait. It kind of was turned into something that it wasn't. And now Lucas is very careful about saying anything. And also you have to also look at the fact that in Lucas's history, Lucas is the constant independent filmmaker. He's constantly thinking outside the box. And if you're not going to come up with something, a concept that's totally different, it's not going to interest him. If if say for example the the like when you look at his history he started ILM everyone thought that that was crazy a new way of super of special effects there's no way he could do it he did well, it he said basically said no i'm going to do it watch well it's not just that lucas and we always say this on our shows when we bring up george lucas but it has to be said there's a reason why he's a little bit of a d-bag sometimes the guy has in a lot of ways, him, James Cameron, and a few others have pushed the medium forward, forward from from the moment they arrived on the scene. They never just regurgitated things. They yeah. always created in order to do. So Luke is showing up on set. I'm sure is nerve wracking. I'm sure people, you know, I'm sure it makes them very nervous. But at the same time, it makes them feel good that the, the godfather good. or the father of Star Wars comes to you know grace you with his presence because like at the end of the day to me that just 
even gets me as a fan more hyped. It shows his respect. It shows his respect, and it tells us that we are going to be seeing something in The Mandalorian that is different. Yeah. It got his attention as a creative person to say, hey, I want to check this out. What are they going to do? Oh, okay. Uh, Pat Favaro on the back and, you know, say hi to to, uh, Pablo and everybody and grace my presence. And I like this project. It instantly tells me that basically this project, The Mandalorian, is going to be something we've never seen before. Yeah. Now, there's also some negativity that came from the set, as I had alluded to. It's been reported that thieves have made off with various pieces of equipment, possibly even a memory card, according to some reports. What that card may have on it, it's anyone's guess. It's anyone's guess at this point. But I'm hoping that it doesn't lead to some leak that just destroys oh, dude, the if- mystery behind the show. I... I would be so disappointed in humankind. Never mind the atrocities over in Africa and the Middle East or the drug cartels that are mowing people down in Latin America. It's all about the leaks and the <laughs> lack of respect that people have for the Mandalorian set. How can you do that? It's, it, it, it boggles my mind that basically in today's world, people will still go out of their way just to ruin fun. Yeah, I hope that if they do release any stills or information, I'm hoping that they get caught and they make an example out of them. Put them in the torture chamber. Yeah, put them in the Sarlacc pit, David. Put them in the Sarlacc pit, please. Oh, the thing's glow carbon. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we need to go to break. We'll be right back. Get more Star Wars discussions every month with the Back to Tank Patreon exclusive shows. From Star Wars comics and book reviews to speculative discussions and breakdowns. All when you pledge to our Patreon page. What? Go to patreon.com slash Digital for more details. As you wish. Star Wars from the Back to Tank. Uh, become pregnant with uh, Anakin and the, the mother basically makes the comment it, she doesn't know. I touched myself once with a, with an old lightsaber I found. <laughs> it's How did you become pregnant? Well, I, I found an old lightsaber and I played, I rubbed it on myself and poof, I was pregnant. <laughs> Listen to the Star Wars from the Back to Tech late night replay. Monday through Friday, starting at 1 a.m. Pacific, only on Rain Man Channel 001. Listen from the Rain Man digital app or tune in. Just search RN Channel 001. The Rain Man Show. The Rain Man Show. You think rich, rich people like to whip it? High powerful men like to just whip their penis well, see, here's because they're so fucking proud of it. Well, here's what I'm sort of like an argument settler, and all of a sudden, when you can't you can't find uh, common ground debate, 
you resort to the penis whipping out? Not is, that, is that how it works? Not necessarily. Because Asians are going to die at every oh, single debate. Wow. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> at literal dick-waving contests? Yeah, yes, no, Asians it's, it's will no be. no contest. Yeah. Put to the spear. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right. This is right, Michael? interesting one. Right? <laughs> How are you just openly admitting? Yeah, we're fucked. <laughs> yeah, we are. That's why we never win debates. Or wars. Has there been an Asian man yet in Hollywood that's whipped his penis out? Did John Woo ever do it? <laughs> Maybe he did, but no one knew. <laughs> it's not it's not worth writing home about. <laughs> like, how come I never get in trouble? I whip my dick out all the time. Nobody can tell, John Woo. Is your you, penis out right now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. These aren't tan colored khakis. We need an IMAX camera stack. Oh, 72 man. millimeter. <laughs> the largest that penis will ever be. Get a telephoto lens on that thing, please. <laughs> IMAX 3D. For more Rain Man, visit RainManShow.com. Welcome back to Star Wars from the Back to Tank. If you miss any part of this broadcast, you can always find us on Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. Also, you can take this show on the go anywhere you want to go. When we are broadcasting live, you can listen to all of our live shows by downloading the Rain Man digital app. Available in the iOS stores as well as Google Play. Just simply search Rain Man Digital. Also, leave us reviews on our app. Tell us how you like it. Please give us only five stars. If you only give us two, I will hunt you down. I will, Dave. Because we have IG-88. Yeah, I'll hire the bounty hunters. And we do need that scum. <laughs> we did. All right, so Star Wars 9 leak. Now, I just condemned leaks. But this is a leak not due to theft. This is the atypical leak. <laughs> yes, and also, if I knew this was a an actual spoiler without... A shadow of a doubt, I wouldn't even share it because I just don't think that's right. Yeah. But, but, you know, we're a show that delves into Star Wars rumors and theories. This one's interesting. A lot of times, Dave, there's those rumors that get going, and I usually veer the other way because I just think they're ludicrous. They're silly. Although this one sounds like it would be really interesting and a great way to bring back a certain feeling. Or vibe that's been missing. And I'm not talking about nostalgia. I'm talking about the importance of Anakin Skywalker. Of tone. Anakin Skywalker is the Skywalker story. Yes. Lucas set it up that way. It is about the rise of a Jedi, his downfall, and then his redemption. That is the story. And it's been grossly missing from these new movies there's no mention really of anakin i feel like jj was starting to go there at the beginning he was introducing the concept and then uh ryan johnson went the other direction and there was no mention really except you know the mighty skywalker blood says uh, snoke i believe all right so this rumor says that there's a potential disgusting disgusting scene between kylo ren and Darth Vader. Now, as we've learned from a new Star Wars, from the new Star Wars movies, Kylo Ren really looks up to his dear grandfather, 
says Esquire.com. The youngster has kind of molded himself after him. Now, according to the rumor, Kylo Ren and Darth Vader will have a reunion of sorts in a vision sequence in Star Wars Episode Nine. Yes. Now, the description of Kylo Ren inside a medical room. He is walking down a hallway when he hears someone screaming in pain. He walks into another room where he discovers Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader with his suit on but mask off. Penned to the wall where heavy machinery is replacing his old mechanical legs and arms with new ones, Ben Solo walks closer to Darth Vader while he's in pain and examines his burns before a piece of machinery swings behind Kylo that eventually puts on the mask of Darth Vader. Kylo Ren turns around, exits the room, and wakes from his sleep in his chambers, almost mirroring the nightmare Anakin had in Revenge of the Sith. I think this would work for various reasons. Number one, you're bringing back the, the necessary Anakin moment. Yes. And if they can find a way to parallel this with Ben Solo's downward spiral or possibly his redemption. I'm hoping he doesn't get a redemption because I'm, I'm okay. hoping so too. I'm I, okay with sad stories. You gotta, you gotta continue that downward spiral of him. And if there is a redemption, it needs to be so muddled in sadness <laughs> that we leave the theater crying. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm serious. Like that's the only way I think this needs to end. I don't want a happy feel good return of the Jedi ending where, Hey, you know what? I killed my father, but everyone's happy. I killed my father and I killed my uncle. Anybody? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like the audience can forgive him. Absolutely. Because he's just so pitiful <laughs> and broken. I don't think that's the problem. And let's be honest. Adam Driver is one of the best talents on that set. He yeah. is so fucking good as an actor. So he can definitely deliver whatever emotions uh, or, or deliver a performance that would elicit feelings that we need as an audience to to believe this redemption story, but I would rather end morbidly sad. If it's a redemption story, fine, but it needs to be muddled in, in, in sadness and sadness. Now, not only does it bring Anakin back into it. And as I just mentioned, potential parallels, stuff like that, but also it brings back something that we've been talking about recently in our, in our tales of the Vader comic book discussions. It brings back one of the, biggest inspirations to star wars and a lot of people forget this and it's the the b horror film era specifically yes. hammer studios vibe which is what lucas used amongst other genres to use as inspirational cues of sorts where he can then play pay homage to various films of his youth yes that's the reason why in revenge of the sith after Darth Vader gets his mask on, he walks clunky and he screams no, even though people laughed at it. They didn't understand it. Yes. It was all about bringing back the, the, the kind of going full circle with the inspiration. You know, this is Frankenstein, Frankenstein's monster. monster. So if they were to bring back a, a, a scene like that, it would just feel right. It would fit within the mythos of Anakin Skywalker or yeah. the mythos of the, the Skywalker franchise or the Skywalker storyline, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because you got to rem remember that one of the biggest things 
the biggest tones of Anakin's story that I always told that I always hear from people is we're supposed to feel sorry for Anakin because yes, he becomes Darth Vader, but Anakin at the very end, we, we should actually sympathize with him because yes, he made the wrong choice, but look at the price he's paying, you know, his entire body has been destroyed. But he it killed his wife. But it's also a choice that I think a lot of us can find relatable. Who wouldn't make a poor decision to save their wife yeah. or save a loved one? Would you cut off Mace Windu's arm? Possibly, Possibly not. not. But we can all see ourselves in a similar situation, weighing the pros and cons. And we may not be proud. Of, of our of our choice of our choice it's a very relatable situation and i think that is if if this scene actually does show up it would bring it again showing the fact that anakin's story is about tragedy mm-hmm. and it's going to carry on in his grandson what we do what we don't know is it does his grandson continue the tragedy or does his grandson as you as you put it have to redeem himself right and from from what I can tell from actually just reading this, I think my own my own stance on the whole argument of Kylo Ren should redeem himself is Kylo Ren should not be redeeming himself. He needs to he made a choice, he's gonna stay that path. There's no redemption for him. He killed his father. I mean, we've talked about this before. There's nothing greater than killing your own blood. He yeah. killed his father, he killed his uncle, he nearly killed his mom. <laughs> yeah. And there should be no redemption for him. The way I think that this scene should play out is Ben uh, Ben Solo or Kylo Ren at this point should be looking at this almost like thinking I want to be him. I want to embrace his pain. And that continues the tragedy of the Anakin Skywalker, which is very much the dark side way. Exactly. Yeah. And it would fit it would fit that type of character that we would go, Oh my God, that guy is going to be the greatest villain in star Wars history. Yeah. Th- that scene, if it ends up playing out the way this rumor would suggest, I think it would work. Absolutely. All right. So let's move into some lighter news. Lego star Wars, all stars, a new animated series spanning all eras to debut this Monday, David. Now I know we're not the biggest fan of the, st- of the, of the more childlike stories. But dude, the Lego stuff. It's been I'm, fun. It's been fun. What's the Lego series funny. called where it's an original cast? I forgot what it's called now. Um, uh, and it was actually was pretty effing comical. It was oh, on man. Disney and I forgot the name of it now, but it was actually comical. I found myself laughing at some of the jokes. Yeah. And it was interesting. I don't take it seriously. I don't expect greatness, but it was fun. So this will premiere on Monday. The Star Wars Galaxy is adding another animated series to its arsenal with Lego Star Wars All-Stars. Who doesn't love Lego? The series will kick off with a series of daily shorts starting this coming Monday, followed by four half-hour format episodes. Lucasfilm recently is no longer in production. Uh, wait, what? Lucasfilm recently revealed the animated series of shorts Forces of Destiny is thankfully no, no longer no, in production. <laughs> so this new Lego Huzzah! series. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. I fucking hate that shit. <laughs> that was very angry of me. Very Sith of me. But it, it was it was rightfully so. 
So the new Lego series mixed between shorts and full episodes will fill that void nicely. According to the official press release, it says an animated adventure, Lego Star Wars All-Stars, will span all Star Wars eras and it will debut beginning Monday, October 29th on Disney XD, YouTube, and Disney Now. Comprised of eight shorts and four half-hour episodes, the series features Lego versions of the fresh faces of the Star Wars galaxy alongside iconic heroes including Kylo Ren, RTD2, Young Han, Chewie, Young Lando, BB-8, and General Leia. The first five shorts will roll out daily the week of Monday, October 29th through Friday, November 2nd, culminating in a compilation special highlighting three additional shorts on Saturday, November 10th, starting at 11 a.m. on Disney XD and Disney Now. Following the debut of the shorts, four half-hour episodes will premiere Saturdays beginning November 17th through December 8th. This is fun. This is fun. And honestly, dude, this is what I wanted for, like, I understand that Star Wars and, and the Lucas uh, Lucasfilm and everybody wanted to do a series that was lighthearted, wasn't serious, so they came out with Forces of Destiny. And instead, Forces of Destiny, we, we've gone down that route, too much soapboxing, it wasn't fun. It wasn't. And then... This has all the ingredients to... To be what I think Destiny of Heroes, is that what it's called? I see, I don't even remember. Forces of Destiny. Forces of Destiny. I feel like this has all the ingredients that that series lacked. Yes. This is going to be that fun, inclusive series. We keep talking about inclusiveness, inclusiveness, but I felt like that series, and you know, this is coming from someone who's not toxic. Dave, we're not we're not hateful of women leads. Please yeah. give me a break. I have no problem. In fact, one of my favorite new characters in the Star Wars world is Ray. So it's not about that. But you speak of being inclusive, but to me, that series feels very exclusive. Exclusive. Yeah. So now we introduce a truly inclusive kid show that's portrayed through something that I think 99.9% of the world loves, which is Lego, which is Lego. So this is fun. And I am. And if it's up to you, Dave, let me know after the show, if you want to do it, but I'm thinking we can even do uh, reviews on the Monday through Friday ones. Yeah. The shorts, the eight shorts. And then we'll also do reviews and discussions on the four standalone 30 minute episodes as well. I think it'd be worth it, especially since like a lot of people do not talk about that Lego series that you were talking about. I think it's uh, force builders. Yes. And it's a shame because dude, if you watch it, it's a fun, it's a, it's a fun little series. It's an original story. It doesn't affect Canon at all. New characters, brand new characters, but it took like various characters that are famous that were B, B characters or even C characters and made them main characters and it was fun. It was absolutely fun. I thought I'd be bored with it, but honestly, I I, I watched the entire series and I, I felt like, man, I wish they finished this. But the problem was no one gave it a shot because everyone constantly looked at it and says, oh, it's it's a Lego. It's a, it's a Lego Star Wars thing. Yeah. And it, it wasn't until after it ended, people watched it and said, oh, my God, this this was really good. Yeah. They should have continued this. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a bit excited for it. Even though it's going to be I'm sure it's going to be a little childish. As long as I know 
that's going to be childish, I'm okay with it. I'll still enjoy it for what it is. Oh, yeah. It's going to be childish because all the all the Lego series ones, they are heavy on the jokes. They They make inside jokes. You know, you have... There was a few moments in the opening episodes that felt even like robot chicken ish. Yeah, they tried to do They that were making of fun of themselves. That Palpatine was giving Vader shit over losing the Death Star. Yeah. Something like that. It, it was really good. It was funny. I, let me take that back. I don't want to say it's really good because I don't want people going and be like, yeah, this is good. Michael always steers us in the right direction. I, I've never sat and analyzed it, but I enjoyed it for what it was. But when you, when you enjoyed it for what it was, it was really good. And for what it was. For what it was. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about the updates finally coming to Battlefront 2. Star Wars Battlefront 2 at last welcomes <laughs> at last. welcomes General Grievous starting next week. We got, yeah. an, we got a definitive date. There's no more pussyfooting or lying to us. It's, hey. Starting next week, October 30th. These are these. They're, they're such assholes. This Grievous was supposed to come out in August. They, August, pushed, they yeah. pushed it to September. Then they pushed it to October and they released it on the final day of the month. Yep. Just as a little F you like, you know what? We can do what we want. You know, that's the thing. It's EA. It's always yeah, it, it the just game. that really so stupid. <laughs> it really aggravates me though that they're act they're dude, they're waiting. I know the 31st is the last day of the month, but I'm gonna say, just for the purpose of my argument, I'm gonna say the 30th is, okay? They're purposely waiting for that last day just to be like, hey, we told you October. Well, because they I I honestly feel yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt it if they release it like midnight on October 31st. Like, hey guys, or eleven fifty nine. On October 31st. Hey guys, told you it would come out in, uh, in <laughs> October. Uh, October. Yeah. All right. Congratulations. So, so here's a quick lowdown on what to expect from the character straight from the team at DICE. A towering uh, Kalish. Is that what it is? The mere presence of General Grievous caused unease amongst his enemies. All right. So starting October 30th, we will finally receive the free upload or the free update to Star Wars Battlefront. And it will be followed by, I don't want to give dates, uh, but they'll, it'll be followed shortly, I'd say within 8 to 12 weeks. Obi-Wan will be included, as well as Clone Wars era Anakin and Count Dooku. So at least we got a date for Grievous, which yes. is set for October 30th. Dave, I'm going to say this right now, live and on the air, recording, right? Okay. If Grievous is not out on the 30th, I will... Take my Battlefront to disc <laughs> and live on Instagram. I will break it in half because <laughs> I, I, I'm done. I'm done with them. If they push this off anymore. Oh, yeah. They've, they've, that's the thing. They've pushed it off and off. I hate that. The reason why, too, is the most irritating part when you take a look at what they're doing. They want to basically make Battlefront 2 and like literally squeeze as much as they can out of it they, they want to squeeze as much as they can with minimal work with minimal i swear work. to god i think there's like two guys that actually work on this on this entire video game 
because the thing I, I always told people, okay, it's fantastic. You got, we got Clone Wars. We got the Clone Wars characters. Ah! Yay. Where's the Rogue One characters? Where's the, where's the solo characters? Where's, uh, how about skins? Rebels? Skins, <laughs> skins, David. It's all about skins. <laughs> and, and that's the thing I'm like going, EA is going to ring this out as much as they can now because yeah. they know that basically I'd be really surprised if they, uh, correction. I won't be surprised, but I'll be disgusted, but I won't be surprised if they announce Battlefront 3 next year. These are the last updates we're going to get. These Clone Wars characters, these four characters that they've been baiting us with for six months almost. I think since July, so I don't know math very well. That's more like three months. These characters they've been baiting us with, and the idea of updates that they've been baiting us with. We're just now getting four new characters you realize that right? yes we have gotten just four <laughs> we have not gotten any real updates since the game launched in november and i'm not yeah. i'm not counting the last jedi characters that came out in december and don't you dare and, count the, and the reason skins. why i don't count them is because battlefront 2 came out in november last jedi came out in december and those characters were already there they were just locked Yes. So we've gotten nothing, Dave, since this game came out, despite all the 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 hoopla and all the 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 buzz saying this is what we're going to do. And we got a game called Battlefront 2 that actually has less characters than the first Battlefront had. Give me an effing break. All right. I'm going to end this show before I get sucked into a vortex (laughs) Vortex. of anger. All right. Thank you, David, for listening. And. Thank you, everybody else. And please find us, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play. Also, if you want more Star Wars discussions each and every month, go to our Patreon page. Help us help us keep the lights on in the studio. It takes a lot of work to do these shows. We run an entire network with a gamut of content, and we need help. And you can help us by pledging to our Patreon. And when you pledge, Dave, we give people things. We don't just expect money. That would be nice, but we don't expect just money. When you pledge, we give you more content in return. And that includes Star Wars discussions, reviews on comic books, books, additional discussions that we may have missed in our regular show. So head over to patreon.com slash Digital and pledge $5 or more a month. Thank you, David. Thank you. May the force be with us. Hello, this is Stormtrooper One. And if you've missed any portion of the show... You can always head over to FromTheBackToTank.com and uh, listen to the show at your leisure. Uh, we're also on Stitcher, Smart Radio, Stitcher.com, search BACTA, and add us to your favorites. Thank you. And uh, listen responsibly. And may the Force be with you. And long live. Thank you for listening to From the Back to Tank. From the Back to Tank is executive produced by Michael Flores and Dustin Lucas. Hosted by Michael Flores, David Zabal. You can find out more about our show by going to www.fromthebacktotank.com. You can also find us on Twitter at FromBackToTank, as well as Facebook, facebook.com slash FromTheBackToTank. <laughs>